This is the Pick of the Bunch by Basic Bananas, where we share the pick of the bunch when it comes to marketing, business, and people. In this episode, I go through how to price your products and services to be more attractive. There's some really, really interesting data and tests uh, that we've done and we've also researched, which will increase conversions for basically any business, no matter how established you are, it doesn't matter how long you've been in business or, or how long you, you haven't been in business, whether you're brand new or you've been in business for, for 40 years, uh, you'll get a lot out of this episode. So some really interesting insights when it comes to pricing. Towards the end of the episode, I share the exact figures uh, to use in your pricing and the exact uh, figures that some of the biggest brands on earth are using to generate more sales. So really, really cool episode. Enjoy the show. If you do have any questions about this one, feel free to send through any emails to info at basicbananas.com or just hit us up on any of our social media platforms and we will always get back to you. Enjoy the show. Welcome back. This is Christo here. In this episode, pretty cool, we're looking at pricing. I'm going to give you some really interesting insights into the exact numbers to use when it comes to pricing uh, to hopefully generate you more sales basically. And um, how do we get to pricing in the first place? I'll I'll go through a bit of a a structure. First of all, the positioning of your business is always super important. As with a lot of the podcast episodes we put out, video tips that we share on basicbananas.com, tips through our social media channels and workshops and things, a lot of it is around positioning, how to position your brand so that it is attractive to people. Because just as a big kind of overview, when it comes to pricing, like the, the, the most important thing is people have to see that they get more value from your product or service than the money they pay you to be happy. So I perceive I get more value from your product or service than the money I'm handing you, that's when I go away and sing your praises. That's what creates happy happy customers. And just keeping in mind, pricing too can have a almost like immediate response within people. We when we see something is is too cheap, we we often question the quality of it. It's cheap means poor quality, and expensive means high quality. Uh, and a, lo- a lot of businesses, when we start working with them, they're basically trying to do things for as cheap as they can like trying to charge as little as possible to customers to try and win them over. However, you you'll possibly, a lot of the time, uh, when businesses come to us in these situations, they it's very much likely they are damaging the perception of their brand by actually pricing themselves so low. Uh, and then obviously can't do the you know good quality work because they're kind of squeezed for money and, and, uh, and so on and don't have the, the resources then to provide an amazing... Uh, experience for the customers because they're not making enough money. Now, obviously, you have to provide value. I believe in fair exchange. You have to provide the value that you you charge for. Uh, but a good idea to do can be to just think of your your products or your products or services, whatever you sell. And it doesn't matter if you're, you know, an information style business or actual physical product or, or service of some kind. And your doesn't matter if you're business to business or business con- to consumer. Uh, just try and create a, a list of 
the different offerings you sell. I know this can be interesting when it comes to service businesses because you might your service may totally vary depending on how depending on how you deliver it now and what you need to do, but just as best you can, you try and create different levels of how you charge. Like the most maybe the most common jobs that you would use as entry point jobs if you are a service that offers a range of different things. Try and think of what's the most common job we get the foot in the door to do and then what's the next biggest most common job and next biggest and try and create like it's almost like a little bit of a um a a ladder like that people could move along what different offerings where's your price point for some businesses it's really easy trying to just look at you know what products do you have that are on the low end or all the products that fit into the low end range the mid range or the high end range and just look at your different so you have your your kind of your head around how your pricing sits because a lot of businesses often will also sell so much and so many different things that some things they may actually be losing money when they make a sale of this thing because their costs are higher than the the actual cost of the sale, you know, the cost of sale and the marketing of it and so on. So you need to have clarity around that. You need to know what makes you money as well. So this is a good way to kind of just get a bit of structure. Just look at how do you um, it's almost like the, we call it a pricing pyramid where we kind of go from the low end, absolute free of uh, value you deliver to your, your prospects or to your audience. And then what's the, the next thing you charge for? Lowest cost, it's mid, high, you know, we work work up through the, the offering so we can get clarity on those. And it's good to have contrast amongst your own offerings. You do want to have a contrast so people can see some high end expensive items and some lower options, you know, in the mid. So people can choose where they sit because some people will just want to go straight to the high end. Some people are going to look for the kind of safe mid-range and some people are going to, you know, what what else have you got that's lower cost that I could get? Or So just good to have that. It is good to have that contrast there. We, one thing we do encourage people to do is create a really high-end product or service as well so that people can see that you can provide at that really high level and that will create a beautiful perception of, you know, how you are kind of like expert status or you do have really good products or services which you can offer as well, um, you know, in terms of expertise or quality of materials or ingredients and things like that as well. And just in when we kind of create, look at those levels, if you can try and narrow down the offerings of what you sell to make it just simple for a good prospect to know what to buy when there are too many options and the customers are confused it's like they can't proceed like confused customers just don't buy so if you could package or bundle yourself into certain offerings if you if you provide a service you try to create like frameworks for how you work like a structure that people can work through with you or if you sell products uh, create packages and bundles one of our current Clever Bunch members, Bandicute, uh, which is a cute name, of course. They do um, children's clothing inspired by, you know, Australian-made children's clothing inspired by Australian animals. So, um, like, children's clothing, you know, might have koalas on it or kangaroos and things. And um, so a recent update they've made is they're selling their products online and creating bundles because it just makes it easier for the customer. So we're like, why don't you create some bundles so people can buy, you know, three items at once instead of going, oh, should I buy one of that, one of that, one of that? You know, create bundles so it makes it easy for the customer. And this is direct to consumer type sales. And on the other hand, a a jewelry business who did our Clever Bunch 
program in the past, we encouraged them, they were going to stores uh, to sell wholesale into retail stores and they had a range of jewelry, like like quite a lot. So the store owner would be just overwhelmed and confused and they don't want to you know, grab stock that's going to sit on the shelves and not move. So basically we just said, look, just narrow it down to the best seller bundle. Like go, here's the best sellers of you know, this style bracelet, necklace, pendants, earrings, and do it as a bundle and, you, and let them know these are the items that we're going to push to help you sell, you know, to basically we'll promote through our own marketing and people need to come to your stores to buy them. Here's what the best sellers are, you know, and give them the package. And, and those guys, you know, stores suddenly start taking it up and we're like, yep, I'll grab the bundle rather than grabbing, it might be, you know, one necklace and one bracelet or something and just drips and drabs and ending up more, more work than it's often worth. Um, now, one thing too, if you do have a service business on that point again, if you can stack more and more value to try and create those higher end offerings so that you can charge more, but you can also provide more value to your customers. Uh, so like things like just look at all the ways you could possibly provide more value. So this is, this is something we commonly do with our Clever Bunch members where they, they might be selling a service. So they're basically paid by the hour for their delivery of their business of whatever they do, whether it's consulting or like a physio or something like that. And they basically have an hourly rate where they're selling, selling themselves for, you know, the time for money. And so what we'll do is create a big list of like all the other ways that they could possibly provide value. Like maybe they could uh, run webinars. Maybe they could have a, a members only area on their website that they charge for. Maybe they could charge for monthly webinars or an ongoing six-month health program or some sort of program um, to, tr to teach people what you do as well or to, you know, like, uh, how do we bundle you? Maybe it's creating resources of like a magazine they get once a month and you have a 12-month course or something. So basically just looking at all the ways you could provide more more value to them. It could be, create, you know, resource, could be extra consults, could be a program, could be workshops, webinars, all these things. And then one, like, obviously, well, I guess something I should touch on, of course, is the, uh, you need to look at this from a practical business sense as well, before I get into the numbers of, in terms of pricing. In terms of practical business sense, what I mean is how you price yourself, you've got to look at your fixed costs. And fixed costs can be everything, recurring, just every recurring cost that you have, basically costs like, it could be, even if you're an online business that runs from home, it might be your your website hosting, or there could be rent, uh, recurring rent, there could be team that you pay a, a recurring fee or a retainer or something, uh, your internet, your phone, your, your database management system, uh, all these fixed costs that just happen recurring, whether you've you know, got a ton of customers or not. And then you've got to work out the variable costs. So variable costs could be things like if you if you have to rent a, a meeting room or something like that, or you send out welcome packs to customers. Maybe you have commission-based team members where you they get a commission. That's a that's a variable cost. You know, you make the sale. There's an extra cost that goes out to that to that team member. Uh, when I had the we had the surfboard business years back, and um, I'd look at every item that we used and even get it, break it right down to fixed costs, including things like uh, how many 
uh, let's say, blades do we need for certain saws because they're an expense? How many surfboards does one blade cut? So we might buy a pack of 10 blades, but if one blade only cuts 10 boards and it breaks, you know, how much did that cost us? How much does it cost per blade? The internet, the phone, the rent, the air, add up everything, 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 the cost of the team that's recurring and so on. To find all the fixed costs, then we'd work out how many boards we have to sell to cover our fixed costs. And then there were the um, the variable costs which would slide up and scale up with in terms of materials and things for each board. So we had to, you know, and look at every, because it's just, if you're just going along without knowing the costs, the real danger is you could turn on marketing and you have no idea how much you can spend. So if you're going to do paid ads, let's say on Facebook or on, on Google, you don't know what the cutoff point is. Like if, if you want to know where there's a, a red line, like the, the, the hard line that you stop and turn off ads, if expenses for a conversion end up higher than a certain figure, the ads absolutely have to turn off. So we have this with our team where they know they have to keep bookings to workshops and things like that below a certain figure if they hit that figure and the conversions are going over that figure or even close to it really they know um, that's like red alert stop stop them because the unfortunate thing that happens with a lot of businesses when we especially you know that we might start working with that haven't really got a, a full grip on marketing yet and their marketing costs and things and what they can spend and how to get new new leads in terms of expense and so on with online ads uh they're spending money on online ads, but they don't really, like I might ask, okay, so, you know, you got you got five leads if they convert and they're just hoping for a one-off, how many, you know, one-off sale or, you know, will it convert? But when you really look at it, if you do scale, if you're scaling things up and you're turning it into a bit more of a machine, the business and doing more and more business, you have to know these numbers. Otherwise, it's just impossible. Uh, and there's sometimes people will outsource to advertising agencies and things like that. The advertising agents who you will be, you know, saying how amazing things are going and they're getting you all these sales and conversions. But meanwhile, it may not be covering the bottom line and it might actually be going going backwards. You know, and we, we see this quite a bit where there's a bit of a disconnect. Now, when it comes to the actual numbers, here's some interesting things uh, for you. We, we do recommend and we see typically see an increase in conversions when you have precision pricing now what we mean by precision pricing is not round figures like if you charge a hundred dollars you'd be better off to charge 107 or 109 or 112 instead of a hundred um, who knows exactly what's going on here it looks like psychologically we see that well it looks like you've made a real effort to price your products or services accurately when it comes down to, uh, a, you know, a number that's not a round figure. Like even if it's $34 instead of $30, you'll likely sell more even though it's a higher price. Uh, and we see this a lot. Like it, it, so we want to round the figures. Even $525 would be better than $500, for example, $525. Now, in a lot of books and research I've done, Sevens and nines are the magic numbers when it comes to marketing. Nine and seven. So now you don't need to be like sort of weird with this. Your pricing might look strange if you did 7,777. You know, like, whoa, we're not used to that. But if you had um, 7,000, you know, and uh, 570, 
for example, that would work well for you rather than just 7,000 or 8,000 or 7,500. Um, now, there, there's a lot of studies on this. You can research books, um, you know, all you like, research till the cows come home, and it'll find that most um, will recommend the number nine and and seven is, is quite commonly recommended as well. The um, Now, but precision pricing would be better than round figures. And then if we want to take it a little further, we try and use sevens and nines. So this is just the advice. Now, we've done a lot of testing ourselves with this to try and, you know, prove this wrong, basically, to try and prove the, the rule of sevens and nines work converting the best uh, wrong, where we'll be, we, you know, we run ads to uh, certain workshop pages and some months, you know, we're spending tens of thousands of dollars to, to workshop pages uh, to get registrations and bookings. And we, we try round figures, like we might try $25 versus 27 and then 45 or 50 versus 47. And the, the numbers with the the sevens and the nines just could not be beaten. We couldn't beat it. It um, magically works. Don't ask me why. I don't know what's going on inside our heads. Um, and sometimes people will say to me things like, yeah, I don't like the, uh, you know, the, the idea of someone saying 599, it looks like a ripoff. Why not just say 600? Well, um, enjoy, you know, if you don't want to do it, don't do it. And um, maybe in, enjoy your protest against <laughs> sevens and nines. Uh, while the rest of us are using sevens and nines and making more sales, um, so just uh, if you want to make more sales, I'd say just do it. We haven't we haven't been able to beat this basically with with all our own testing, and there are lots of books and studies out there. Um, in certain books, they'll say the number nine could in, can increase. There's like been certain tests where that just putting the number nine is, has increased sales by up to twenty four percent. There's a study MIT and the University of Chicago did where they took one piece of women's clothing, uh, the same item, and they just just tried to sell it for different pricing. Um, yeah, so, and the price points were 34, 39, and 44. So just the, the same item, not saying by choose what you want to pay, but basically to new faces, new people, same demographic, same kind of people, saying here's this item, you know, let's let's push it to get data on which price will sell um, this same piece of clothing uh, the best. So 34, 39, and 44 were the prices. Um, to the researcher's surprise, the item sold best at $39. So even though, of course, $34 is cheaper, it's lower cost, it sold better at $39. Um, so go figure. There we go. So if you were selling something for $50, you know, you'd make it 49 or make it 47, um, would be the way to go. Just to kind of reinforce this again, I've got a couple of brands here in front of me that are, I've just done a bit of searching around for you. Here are some of the biggest brands on earth and they have, you know, uh, so much data that they're not going to leave this sort of stuff to chance. So let's have a look at Apple. And the Apple Mac currently in Australia, 13-inch Apple Mac, the pricing options, depending on the which um, uh, model you get, like the 13-inch with different sizes and specs, it ranges the smallest one is 1,999. So 1,999. The next uh, option up of the 13-inch is 2,299. You guessed it. The third, the biggest option is 2999. 
<laughs> the 16 inch Apple Mac is 3,799, so 3,799. The upgraded memory on that 16 inch Mac uh, laptop, 4,399. The Mac Air, 1,599 or 1,999. Mercedes, I've just jumped onto Mercedes and uh, had a look and grabbed a random Mercedes here. C-Class sedan, C63S is driveway price, 1790570. So $179,015.70. Coincidence? I don't know, hey? Uh, Porsche, Porsche have... Just grabbed a random Porsche here, <laughs> thrown it in the shopping cart online, and the uh, Cayman seven one eight Cayman. I was actually trying to find one that wouldn't prove it, but still, even this one hundred twenty five thousand six hundred and seventy nine drive away price. There you go. Some of the biggest brands on earth right there, and that's current right now as I'm as I'm re- recording this uh, on the, looking at on their on their uh, their sites. There, I've taken some screenshots. Uh, to keep this as a as a record as well, uh, and just one last thing on your pricing, we've thrown a lot at you. When if you are to go away from this podcast now and excuse me, increase your pricing, what I'd suggest you do. Often a common question when it comes to increasing pricing, people say they don't want to lose their customers or annoy their customers. If you can, you could look after your current customers with your existing prices, and then. Put the price up to new customers. Put the put the published price up, but let your existing customers know you're going to look after them at their existing rate if that is uh, relevant to you. Because often we get the question, look, I, I, how can I put up my prices and I don't want to annoy everyone? That's a beautiful way to do it. You'll keep the existing customers, keep them happy, and they'll feel even more loyal to you. They'll feel even more looked after by you for kind of grandfathering those old rates, for looking after them and keeping those old rates for them, even though new customers now pay a higher rate. And let them know, of course, so that they know they're getting that value. Um, Definitely uh, let them know that, you know, it could be in a nice little letter to them or mail out to them or conversation, depending on your style of business. Of course, there you go, guys. That's, That's it for now on the pricing. I've kind of thrown a lot of info at you and I'm sure you've you know, it wouldn't matter really what style of business you ha- have. There should be some things you can implement immediately from this episode. Uh, if you'd like to learn more in regards to basic bananas, we do help people with things, obviously, gaining the credit credibility quickly through your marketing efforts to reduce the decision-making period that prospective customers uh, go through to when they're deciding to make a purchase. Uh, of any style of business with your marketing as you upgrade it by doing things like in your own marketing to show that you are, you know, you're great and you're amazing, basically your own marketing saying you're amazing, getting others to say you're amazing and, and using that, demonstrating how great you are with things like articles, you know, any text, social media, videos, audio books, um, growing your own profile. All of these things are things we help you to do through Basic Bananas and the Clever Bunch program is the main way we do that. So if you want to learn more about how we could work with you and basically become like part of your team to help you grow your brand and 
you know, get more customers through the door and build systems and marketing kind of engines around that. Um, that's what we're doing, helping you grow the brand, get more customers through the door, reducing decision-making periods, and basically holding your hand through through implementing all, all of that and reviewing it as you go. So it's not just like uh, today's episode is a little different because I'm I'm kind of throwing information at you and you've got to go away and work out what to do with this. In our programs, you could then say, hey, Christo, look, here's what I'm doing. Here's the packages and bundles. Here's the pricing. Here's how I'm going to describe it. What do you think? So I can say, look, you know what? You need to change the wording here, change the pricing here. Here's a great thing to improve. You know, um, show me the page, show me ads you're going to run to this, you know, everything behind it as well. Um, we can look, look at that, all of that stuff for our, our Clever Bunch members. There's no limit to the feedback they can get on anything uh, business related at all. We'll always look at uh, specifically for them. So um, that's the Clever Bunch program. If you want to learn more about it, just flick us an email at info at basicbananas.com or uh, basically any of our social media platforms or anything. Just say, hey, I'd like to learn more. And, and, and one of our team members, no matter where you are on planet Earth, we have team kind of on most continents. So no matter where you are, we can um, have a team member just give you a, a casual call to see if it looks like it's a... It could be the right fit. And that is it for now. But that's the Clever Bunch program. And just email through to info at basicbananas.com. Or yeah, give us a message on any of our social media platforms and we'll always get back to you. Thanks, guys. I hope you have enjoyed the episode. If you know other people who would benefit from this episode as well, please do go ahead and share it with them so that they can improve their business as well. We all know business is challenging enough as it is. And so everything we can do to help, uh, that's why we're here and that's why we do it. And you can help us reach more people by sharing the show as well. And we really, really do appreciate that. Thanks, guys. Bye for now. To get more from Basic Bananas and to learn new ways to grow your business with clever marketing, visit basicbananas.com.